0: We are streaming live in five, four, three, two, one. What, what, what is up, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another edition of The Sunshine Show. I have a very special guest in the house tonight, the one, the only, Silver Aliman, audio sound engineer to the stars, such as Ayaterra and The Expendables and many more. Silver, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. and very nervous, but so um, no, We talk about.
0: <laughs> don't be nervous. What's up, Megan Stephen? Thank you all for joining us tonight. We're gonna have such a good time. Um, so Silver, for those of us that may not be familiar with you, can you give us a little bit about your background?
1: Uh, well, actually, I um oh no my internet's unstable hopefully it follows through but uh I started off in like nursing that's actually my passion what I wanted to do originally and I started doing CNA work at a hospital and um then worked at like rehab centers and stuff like that but eventually figured out that I wasn't really interested because I my heart's too big to watch people die (laughs) or get sick you know you know not all of them died but you know, in that case, I just couldn't, you know, it was too much for me. Uh, I was young when I started. So um, I moved on to music, which I was my very next passion and my big goal, I guess, in the end of the, at the end of the road, Um, started doing schooling at Indigital Institute, because I was really excited about starting a new, you know, career, new path and learned about mostly everything I I mean I learned from you know recording mixing and mastering I learned a little bit of live audio kind of um, mostly mostly with studio work but that kind of opened up my you know my head I was first I was like I want to do studio stuff because I want to make records and help you know produce beats and but then um, having to travel to Santa Cruz so much I actually had a you know I kept seeing the Friday night concerts and then so I started working in Santa Cruz at the boardwalk working for yeah I was doing barista work there first (laughs) and And then I was like man how do I how do I get up there and I kept asking like all the bosses like hey how can I help how can I push a cart how can I wrap cables or how can I just be there for somebody to boss around (laughs) you know (laughs) So they're like, actually, we are hiring somebody, you know, a stagehand for Friday night concerts. So go apply, you know, it seems like you have some experience. I was like, cool. So I did it and I started pushing, you know, pushing cards, wrapping cables. I met all the, you know, I met Smash Mouth. I was really stoked about that. Met, you know, Los Lobos, worked with Papa Do Run Run, all these really, really cool artists, you know, that our parents grew up listening to, that we grew up listening to stuff like that, you know older artists, you know, um, Eddie Money, R.I.P.
0: Wow! Um, Do you have a favorite um, band that you worked with at the boardwalk?
1: At the boardwalk? I'm going <laughs> It's funny because that's a song that they play <laughs> every time the show's over at the boardwalk. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say my favorite one was Los Lobos because I'm just like, it kind of brought me back, you know, into my Latin culture and uh, scene, I don't know, it was just, their performance was awesome. I love the music and, and uh, it was just an overall great show. That was probably my favorite show there. Um, but yeah, from there, I was like, I need more. I want to touch a soundboard. I'm not here to, <laughs> I love helping out, but I, you know, my ultimate goal was to eventually mix something, whether it be studio or live. So I just moved on and I asked my, you know, my bosses there, I was like, hey, can you, refer me to somebody who I can push carts for them but at a larger scale you know more 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 you know hustle work I'll do it all I don't care <laughs> I just wanted to be involved and you know get up there and so yeah they were like hey actually I do know somebody um, I'm not sure if they're hiring but you can go and ask them and I just kept calling and calling and calling it was like three weeks of me calling non-stop and she called me back her name is Mickey she's like one of the I think one of the great audio engineers in our area, she's very small, local, but she's mixed like Red Hot Chili Peppers. She's mixed Metallica back in their like when they were nobodies, you know, this is a woman that mixed these bands back in their Back when nobody gave a shit, <laughs> when Red Hot Chili Peppers were coming out on stage with like a sock on their private part and nothing else. And she's told me, <laughs> she told me a story one time and it was crazy. And I was like, really? I can't believe you actually worked with them but it's really cool so yeah she taught me a lot actually about mixing I started working for her she called me back she's like I somebody bailed I need some help with um you know loading in setting up do you know how to do this stuff and I was like in my head nope (laughs) but I told her yeah absolutely I do and um I went and (laughs) and I was like I mean I had I had basic knowledge of like okay this is an output this goes to an input like you know things like that sure. I can I can you know um signal flow is pretty easy for me but I had no idea how to run any of her gear or any of the stuff she had I went and I killed it I was just I mean I helped her out as much as I could I asked a few questions and just kept moving on met other people sort of kind of you know climbing that ladder of like you know it you know just networking and sure. working for everybody I met some um in started working for Pro Audio. This is another company that I went into where I started finally mixing a couple of shows in, on monitors. I mix like, that's where I mix monitors for Swam Breezy. I got to work with Fiji. I worked with um, um, Sons of Zion. Uh, I got to work the, the Cali Roots stage, you know, nice. mixing monitors, helping mix for E40 and Atmosphere and stuff like that. So it's like a bunch of cool stuff that I got to do once I started climbing the ladder, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Eventually, I got to, you know, my goal was still to mix in front of house. I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> um, monitors is fun, but, you know, I kept kind of climbing the ladder and then asking, hey, how can I help you? How can I, how can I do this for you? And then I s- not started, I kind of, in this, the, in this whole time that I was doing this live stuff, I started working with Pacific Roots, a band from our area
0: yes and um big shout out
1: to Pacific yeah. Roots shout out to my boys love you guys and I really appreciate actually um the big reason that I'm actually an audio engineer in the reggae scene and the like communities because of those guys because I started running sound <clears throat> I was running sound at a the 5k race here Wharf to Wharf yeah
0: and yep. they played out.
1: they played and I met them and I was just like do you guys have a sound guy like that was actually the first time I was really involved and I was like I want to run front of house I don't care who it's for <laughs> so I had like some cool gigs but I don't care I need a I want to mix so I started from scratch I was like you know this band was like they didn't need a sound guy they were like we're barely starting we don't need you <laughs> but sure you could tag along like this is cool <laughs> like that would be awesome. so I tagged along and I brought more gear than I ever needed for every show. And it was awesome and people loved it. And we always vibed and yeah, just kind of, that's where I started really. Those are my boys. That's the reason I got here. I wouldn't, that's where I met the Expendables cause the next year they were going to do uh, um, another, obviously the to Dwarf and uh, Expendables played that year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I get to set up. I wasn't mixing for them cause they, um, My boss Mickey was mixing that show.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I just had to watch and I was like, man, the things I would do because I knew I was learning about reggae and I was learning about dubbing and just all this stuff that I wanted to incorporate. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the expendables right here. And I can't even do anything. I can't even mix. I I couldn't even have fun with this show. I just, I mean, I enjoyed it and I sat there and it was awesome. But after the show, I was that guy and I went off, walked up to Adam and was like, yo um what's your story what do you guys you know how's how's being on the road i'm just kind of picking his brain about touring stuff like that i'd never done it but i've always wanted to you know see new places and just mix and be involved right so yeah he's like oh we're kind of going into funk right now we don't really have like a sound guy um it'd be cool to have somebody local though like well just give me your number and like i'll and you know i'll keep in contact with you if we ever need somebody local it'd be dope like we could work some, some something out you know and i was like oh that's so sick yeah i'm like call me anytime i'm always willing to work so i guess i don't know pack roots and adam um adam manages pacific roots so they okay. were having a talk and my name came up sometime and they were like hey silver we, we know that guy silver actually runs our sound. he's a cool guy and they kind of talk, and then that's when Adam actually was like, "Okay, maybe I'll call this guy." <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but yeah. I feel like that was kind of, you know, maybe you know, like I got some confirmation that there's somebody that needs knows who this guy is. You know, he's not just some random dude that, like, hey, let me mix for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. I was really grateful. Um, they called me, and we did this private gig. And again, I knew nothing about what I was doing. I they were like, "We're running in ears. We're running." we have our own rack, our own whole setup. All you gotta do is take the iPad, you're good. And I was just like, all right, <laughs> let's, let's do this. And then I got there and uh, um, I mean, sorry, Adam, or if anyone's ever watching this, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I mean, I did I knew mostly what I was doing, <laughs> but like, I was so nervous and I was just like trying to conquer this. You know, I wanted to reach the next level so bad that I just went at it and I said, you know, where do, you know i looked up the in-ears i looked up everything and i was like oh well i already know kind of all the stuff i'll just hook it up started doing it and thankfully you know their previous sound guys had things labeled had things you know the way that i the way that way i started learning things you know is you know ah. keep things organized be labeled you know have your cables tied up to where they need to be everything ready to go and just little things that help out a lot a lot and i think those sound guys the previous sound guys that had, kind of taught me that because I didn't know that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so that's how I got got that gig with the expendables was through Pacific Roots and they're like, wow, good job. It all worked out. And so they so called you're me for the
0: first- So you're basically the walking definition of fake it until you make it be very kind and that's how you like build and go up the ladder right you're very kind you do a lot of you did a lot of volunteer work you knew what you wanted to do and you made it happen
1: yep i mean i'm a big believer on manifestation and i feel like i manifested it honestly and like I just wanted it so bad I was like I want to go I just want to go here I want to go there I want to work with the Expendables like and it just kept coming I was like how is this even happening you know like why is this even happening
0: so I know so I know you tour with um with the Expendables you've also worked a lot with Ayaterra over the years is that correct
1: um so I've been with the Expendables uh I don't like how do I say this I haven't ton- done a tour of the Expendables in a little bit because I've been working a lot with Ayaterra as well. So I've done a lot of tours back and forth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I just kind of like, in when I can. it's not like, I'm not like consistently there, but I, I'm like, if 2020 weren't happening the way it were, I, I, I guess I could say I'd be with Ayaterra more because I'm more involved in their, you know, it's been kind of a growing family thing that it's just hard to let go I would you know those are my boys and I I can't even that's like a whole nother a whole nother thing to talk about because like even getting to that is like I can't even speak about being a part of that team without getting all like weird and (laughs)
0: okay well we'll save it for a little bit let us say
1: we'll get on to that
0: yeah, we'll have <laughs> plenty of time. Um, let's say what's up to everybody that's joining us. We have Megan, Stephen, Eric, Timmy. What is up? Hey, Mama. Thanks for hanging out, Axel. Um, Steven Moreno, Jen Armstrong. You guys can watch this video after we're done. It will still be available to rewatch. Steven says, respect, Silver. Uh, Ma says, fake it till you make it. Um, and Eric says, great story, thanks for sharing. We're all pretty blown away, at least I am. I didn't realize that you started off in nursing and now here you are, I don't know how many years later, but like working with some of the biggest hitter, biggest heavy hitters in the in the genre.
1: honestly it's I'm still blown away every time I'm grateful I'm super blessed I'm thankful and just I mean even like it's weird transitioning from nursing to audio was weird and for a second they didn't like I feel like the universe wasn't gonna let me but because I was doing a gig, my very first gig on a street festival helping out with this company that you know, that I finally hopped off with after the, the boardwalk. Um, the drummer on stage for a band, he they were mid-set, I was like filling in, just kind of, you know, I wasn't mixing the show, but she's like, I gotta go bathroom. Can you watch the board? And I was like, yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so I was standing there looking like a badass, right? Um, and the drummer collapses and he like has a heart attack on on, like while they're playing. And I didn't notice, I, was, I like had my headphones on kind of in like dreamland listening to the mix and then the drums disappear. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and I look up and he's like on, you know, sitting on a snare drum, like face down. I was like, oh my God. And so I ran up on stage and I had to do CPR. <laughs> on
0: what? Him Are for you like, serious? Yeah.
1: I traded off with like two other people working CPR on him for like 30 minutes. So <laughs> he was like breathing and so then paramedics got there and they took him and he survived, but. It was
0: wow. awesome. Silver! <laughs>
1: it was kind of like, um, <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> oh, wow. That is so, that's a great story. Um, I love that so much. Let's talk a little bit about your favorite albums. Um, do you have a favorite album? Well,
1: I don't, I don't know if I have a favorite album. I listen to a lot of music. Um, but i don't know I, I i couldn't i don't think i could pick a favorite album i love too much of diverse stuff and
0: yeah <laughs> some
1: of my
0: favorite albums are like soundtracks to be honest because there's so many different types of songs on soundtracks and they don't really stick with right. one genre forrest gump is a really good album american hustle is also another very good album I enjoy both of those very much. Um, how about road stories? You do spend a broad majority of your time on the road, right? Pre-pandemic.
1: As much well as I can.
0: <laughs> do you have any but, uh, stories you can share with us? Um. He's like they're all top secret.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no I'm just trying to think back. I mean, sometimes I have a hard time thinking back, but like I would here's a story that was like on my very first tour of ever working with anybody, which was with the expendables on our my first blackout tour, we were driving through Colby, Kansas and our bus breaks down in the middle of like a huge wind storm and dust storm. So we have to like call the bus company and we ha- we're on our way to Denver to like do like three shows because we had like three shows in Colorado and then we had to you know finish the tour I don't know I I think we went to like Nevada after it was like the end the last like week and a half of the tour but we were in Colby Kansas and yeah the bus breaks down and we're all like well what's gonna happen they didn't they're like the only thing we can do is you have to wait in a hotel and like basically wait for the next bus to come here which could be today and could be tomorrow we're not sure we have to like contact all these people so we're sitting there and we're like what's there to eat the only thing to eat was right outside like for miles and if you look up i promise you guys look up the funnest thing to do in colby kansas and it is the wheat jesus billboard (laughs) (laughs) I sit, I, I shit you not, look up the funnest thing to do in Colby, Kansas, and it is the Wheat Jesus wit uh, billboard, and that was for, like, a whole two days, we had to sit there, and, like, in this hotel, like, bored, not knowing when, you know, when our, our bus was gonna get there, and, like, we had to cancel a show, it was at the Black Sheep, so I don't know, I don't know if that, that's not in Denver, that's somewhere out in Denver, I mean, in Colorado, but, yeah, it was the Black Sheep, and we had to cancel that, it was this, kind of like oh my gosh that's my first tour I was kind of scared I'm like is this what it's gonna be like you know (laughs) (laughs) what's gonna happen (laughs) we had a we had to detach the trailer they took the the old bus away so we left the trailer there full of gear and me and my well not my the guitar tech our guitar tech Eli we were just sitting in the hotel room and we look out and the freaking trailer is like starting to move along because like it's a huge windstorm <laughs> like so like the wind is starting to now take the trailer and it's like doing this and it's like moving back and forth so we, yeah we had to run out there and push it back but i don't know i mean oh, i don't have very crazy, crazy tour stories yeah i mean i'm sure there's some stuff that i could remember that like i was, that was super crazy and i mean things to me like aren't crazy unless they're like unless you hear like a really crazy tour story you know like there's not like a crazy tour story unless it's like one of those like oh my gosh like some dude did like crazy drugs and was freaking doing this thing i don't know i've heard some unless i've heard some tour someone, stories
0: unless someone loses a finger then it's not a real tour story right. folks. Right. okay well, I,
1: checked, I mean we yeah, I mean with Ayatera we were in New Orleans one time and we did sound check and we blew up their sound system like in sound check. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were like, "Uh-oh." Um and I was like, "Yeah. That was not us. They had like faulty like you know, like power outlets. They didn't even have any grounding. It was just like just a whole hot mess, but wow, well, we did sound check and we blew up the sound system. Big up Terror for the big sound, they couldn't even handle it.
0: <laughs> so how do you come back from that? Like if you blow out the sound before you even start the show, like where do you go from there? Or does the show even continue?
1: Um, luckily, well, so we blow out one whole side. So literally we had the right side of the, of the system. <laughs> so we like, well, first we're like, look, you, can you call venues around here? can you make a phone call like this needs to be fixed this is you know this isn't supposed to happen <laughs> yeah um the, you know the owner was like upset he was kind of blaming us and we we're just like dude we we all our gears on like you know we've got safety you know power we've got conditioners we've got everything's you know done the right way every time and uh no we just he couldn't do anything about it I just had to run it run a mono set no stereo no effects <laughs> Now the effects were there but it was just all on one side and I mean it did, definitely was missing the whole other side of the stage but we did what we could we pushed through the guys they're great guys or the some of the best guys to tour with and they make the most out of everything they make everything a blessing and then, so it's really cool it was so
0: do you want to kind of can we talk about the Ayaterra story now do you want to kind of like
1: Sure. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could merge on. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Actually. Uh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. So I was just gonna say. So how um how did the whole Ayaterra um connection begin?
1: Um. <clears throat> so, first off, I am a huge, huge, huge Ayaterra fan. Before Sound, before anything, I mean, like, so I was listening to their music. I, I was listening to Expendables. Iration, Revolution, you know, all the all the big reggae fans. Um, I was a huge, I am a huge fan still. And uh I was I think i like on a vacation or something somewhere, not like not on tour. We were just like at a family thing, and I see Nathan from Iatera. He posted, he's like, Yo, where are all my front of house engineers at? And I was like, that was like six hours ago, <laughs> and I was like, "No, I missed it. What the heck?" Like, I've always wanted to run sound for these guys because, you know, they had they cha- You know, I went as met- as much as a lot of people. You know, they I've gone through depression. I've these guys helped me bring me out. You know, like it was I can't even explain. It. And and yesterday I was watching for the fans. Uh, Jacqueline Ortiz made a video. She's a uh, for the fans and. It was awesome. It was really really cool to see all the fans out there that were like that felt the same vibe that I feel with them and to be able to connect. I was like that's really cool because I'm like so blessed and so thankful that I can work with these guys and that I get to see their set and like see behind the scenes and you know be there for for anything they need. Now like I, I whatever they need, they can always call me. You know, they know they can call me for gear issues, they can call me for advice on like music or whatever whether it counts or not you know I'm always there to listen and to talk to these guys but so they've been a big part of me you know they their music's just amazing I think it's some of the best music out there and so yeah Nathan posted that and I was like oh my god I cannot believe this but then I look at the comments and I see cashed out um I see my buddy Matt Boer from Pacific Roots um a couple Nathan of other matt <laughs> matt thank you bro um yeah they were just like silver's the man silver's your guy like hit up silver and i was like oh my gosh so i added i don't even think i had nate as a friend i just added him I was like add and i messaged him i'm like hey i'm silver i'm you know i ran sound for the expendables I'm a huge fan of you guys and like i'm like i'm road ready i'm willing to work i've had little experience but the little experience i have i can you know i can bring it to the table and i promise that like it'll be fun and great and i hope that i do get to work with you for any moment it'd be awesome you know. and it's like dude yeah thanks for reaching out I, you know that's awesome and i'm glad you're a fan it's really cool i really appreciate it just super humble and amazing and easy to talk to so they brought me on he's like uh let me that'd be awesome like let me let me get you my management they'll call you and we'll see if we can work something out see if something works for you and I was like oh okay cool like like what's happening right now <laughs> so yeah later on I ended up getting a call from management they're like yeah do you it's this tour it's their first headliner tour um uh, we're gonna you know they're gonna go the full thing full nationwide and I was like yeah I want to go like I could do it and then, turned out there was like some dates that could that were conflict like conflicting and I was like I couldn't drop those dates to do this tour because like I had already committed you know that's kind of like it's hard for me to drop gigs because I anything I get right now I'm grateful you get me so like cutting off or having to trade or say no or be like cancel something it sucks so I'm like I told them I'm like look I can do the second half of the tour like if there's any way that somebody could do the first half that'd be great and they're like well let me give you a call back I don't know like they got they call me back and Max Max Bell I think it's Max Bell Max from he's from Hyrie he does Hyrie's front house they're like actually Max says he could do the first half only so if you could do the second half that'd be great and I was like oh hell yeah (laughs) talk about manifesting like so it's working out and I was like yes I can and they're like yeah cool come on so coming to light tour was my first tour with Ayaterra and it was awesome and man just being in in a room with those guys I mean I hit them up all the time like dude I miss you guys that that energy is like it's something else it's truly genuine people I don't I've never if there's a bit of stress there's always some way that we resolve it or like there's always some good some something good always comes out and it's really cool just the way things happen with that that family there. like Brayden our guitar tech Day G our merch guy we got you know the band all themselves we got my boy Juan Love our tour manager it's just such a great team that I don't know I wouldn't trade it for anything right now it's just or I don't think ever this is just really cool like I know there's like huge goals and big big things always big things and always bigger things but like it's it's kind of weird because sometimes I feel like I'm like I hit my shot like this is where I like, I, I hit it. This is a band that, like, is huge, and they're gonna get bigger. They're not going anywhere. They're not going down anytime soon.
0: Yeah, I've,
1: I've got a sneak, little sneak preview of their new album, and I can tell everybody that it is beyond anything, <laughs> beyond anything that's, that's been put out right now. It is so magical, and I can't wait for it to be released so that everyone can hear it, but until then, it's gonna be top secret. <laughs> but it's it's amazing and uh I'm really thankful. I'm so thankful that I can work with these guys.
0: So, silver do no, you sorry. sorry, do you feel like do you still feel starstruck when you're like with them? Do you still get like nervous around them? Like how does that feel?
1: Um, no, actually no, not at all. Uh I not a, it's weird because I get into work mode when i'm not not when i'm around them like or like see now the expendables and ayatara i'm like we're like friends or like we built like a friendship now or like a brotherhood or familyhood right of being on the road and doing all these things in different places with people we don't know <laughs> yeah um so like i don't get nervous i just like in the moment for for like working an event i'll i'll do the event and i forget about everything i make sure that it's all running smooth because i'm already stressed out and like nervous at just in the fact that it's happening you know everything's got to be right and perfect because these aren't you know they've got to be perfect for these guys (laughs) so uh, usually the show will happen and then after when i go home or when i'm done then i'll sit down i'm like oh my goodness that was so awesome (laughs) did that just happen yeah so like i don't get starstruck at the moment but later I kind of reflect and I'm like, wow, that's like so, so, so cool. But no, like at shows when we're on tour, like those, that's my family right there. I I see them as, you know, they're regular people, but they just have the magic. They've got what it takes and they've they put it out there and they hustle. They work so hard and they're nonstop working, every one of them. And it pays off. It's showing, it shows that it pays off. Hard work pays off. <laughs>
0: Um, I can see it in your face and just in your energy and the way that you talk um, when you're speaking about them and it just makes me so happy to like know how all this like came about because I've known you for probably about a year now Um, and you're just the kindest and sweetest person ever and like just to know that this is like you made your dreams come true just by like faking it till you made it you know and that just God, you deserve it. You deserve to be happy. And I'm so happy that you manifested this. And it gives everybody like inspiration and motivation to know like everybody can like fulfill their dreams. It's just about like working hard enough and like having that vision and actually going to do it, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just never stop. It's, there's been, I mean, obviously hard, hard, hard times. I did a lot of work for free. Did a lot of nitty gritty, nasty work. Wrapping up nasty 300-foot cables, doing, you know, I just doing all this stuff. But there was no white glove in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: just put, man, it's all going to be worth it. I, that's just my thing is just keep pushing. If you're manifesting it and you really want it, then just go. Yeah. Just don't even stop. There's no reason to. <laughs>
0: that is great advice. Is your mama Maria Elena? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, mom. You did an amazing job with your son. <laughs> uh terry wants to know if you miss your mama when you're gone on tour i think we all know the answer to this but i will let you answer that
1: i definitely miss my mom when i'm on tour i miss everybody when i'm on tour it's it's weird it's like when i'm when i'm home i'm like man i want to be out on the road but when i'm gone it's like a weekend i'm like i just want to be home i want to i miss everybody i want to like super homesick but Yes, I miss my mom. I love you and I always miss you even when I'm not on the road.
0: <laughs> Aww. Um, how often, I think I may have already asked you this but I don't know if we completely covered it. How often um, do you stay out on the road um, like when life is normal?
1: Um, well, so I've only been doing this professionally now for three years.
0: Okay. So
1: in the past three years, it's literally been so like, from February to mid-March of the tour and then all of summer so like June to August on and off so it'll be like maybe like a four week five week and then break and then another four week five week and then uh, like a October November and then there's nothing really in December January so it's like kind of as much as I can yeah Yeah, so it's kind of constant but like those yeah those like a little like end of November to Late January is just like that depression, <laughs> not depression, <laughs> but just like the, 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 tour, the tour blues. You know, you're like, Man, I really miss it. <laughs> What's going on?
0: <laughs> you're texting Nathan every day and everybody from your crew. Um, that is too funny. Let me just thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. We have Silver in the house, audio engineer to the stars. You guys probably have heard him at Cali Roots or mixing Ayaterra or the Expendables. Um, you are an amazing individual, Silver. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your night to spend with us. We have a few more questions for you, um, and if anybody has any questions for Silver, drop those in the comments. I will try to get them to you, get to them as soon as possible. Jeanette says that she we have enjoyed 2020 having you home. Um, and I'm sure, right? Because 2020 has been really weird. How have you like dealt with that? You're used to being on the road. You said, you know, you were getting the blues in December and January, cause you weren't on tour. What happens when you're not on tour for the whole year? How do you deal with that?
1: Um, just having to fill the time. I, I've, I have to be outside a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm always like, I get up, I get out and I'm like, all right, what am I gonna do? Uh, I've opened up my own little studio you can see behind me it's just a photo but because we don't get signal inside of it it's in a storage container but i've opened up a little studio that you know i've been recording bands at local been mixing and mastering for people that send me stuff so i've kind of adapted in that way but other than that i'm just kind of like you know waiting just yeah getting anxious and just answers no answers and changes and plans getting changed and canceled and all of a sudden I'm like it just gets overwhelming sometimes but I don't know I've just learned to just keep moving be outside keep my fingers moving <laughs> keep mixing keep working on I have a bunch of recorded stuff like I have a bunch of expendables and iatera sets recorded multi-track so I can run them back into my console and I can like change things dub things out I can work on my set. So I've been doing that a lot, just locking it in. So that way the the fans can enjoy something too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: So I think that is one of the good things that have come out of this is that for musicians, we have a lot more time to perfect our instruments and maybe do some songwriting and then for like audio engineers, you guys have a lot of time to like really perfect your technique as well, because the band is really only as good as their audio engineer is. Is that true?
1: um it's like a yes and no thing for me i honestly if you got a great band coming in like coming into your faders like you could throw them up and it's going to sound great (laughs) once you start you know it's when you get you start nitpicking start pulling those little things out the harsh frequencies uh you know things that clash where you know each individual engineer gets their magic and creativity from it's kind of all how do you say like like their own our own personality perspective right like this is how I feel it should sound this is my like my creativity coming at you so I feel like the band brings the magic but we just kind of give it our flavor our taste like here's I want it to sound like the album we all want it to sound like the album right so that's kind of our goal we're out there sitting there dialing in those things what what effects are they using what you know what vocal transitions or guitar solos when are the solos coming in just things like that let's that's where it makes the shows like is the engineer watching and waiting i see engineers sometimes i mean i'm not i'm always 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 learning don't even I, i'm not i still have a lot to learn and i will always learn and i will always take feedback and criticism and and learn and just be there because this is what i love to do this is my passion but sometimes i just see guys i mean one they're like not happy to be there and i'm like dude what i would do to be in your shoes you know <laughs> like this is a, a great thing you get to do not everybody gets to be on the road not everybody gets to make this a living you know it's just really cool and magical so embrace it and love it and so I just see some guys just be lazy or angry or like they don't rip those solos the soul comes in and it's like where is it and I'm like come on man bring it up bring it <laughs> out like or like, why, like where's the kick drum I can't feel it in my chest where's the emotion like in your mix like yes the band sounds great it sounds cool but like it's missing some emotion like that little extra like and he's not really there like it, it's a set it and forget it he's like this this is what happened at soundcheck and like that's it don't touch it Got you,
0: yeah. I, I don't
1: like that, you know it's like the the environment's changing the crowd's getting louder the things are moving the the you know now it's a packed room instead of an empty room and everything's changing everything changes that's so just says yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, we have a couple of different questions here. Francisco wants to know if you're single.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> okay, we can pass on that. Mom is for you, don't worry. Um, let's see, we have a couple of good questions. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much. My band always gets a good check on the kick drum first and build off of that. Is, it an, is that a normal practice or where do you start?
1: Um, it depends on the venue. Honestly, I've learned I I usually that's kind of my go to is I start with the kick drum, and then I'll move my way to the drums and and so on. But I've learned from other engineers that if you start with the vocals, you kind of get like, like starting with the vocals kind of gives you like a good setting of like where the where the mix should be right like this is nothing should be higher than the vocals. So I kind of get my mixes based off that.
0: Okay,
1: lately. That's kind of where I've been going. It's like get my vocals nice and good, I get my effects going, I get everything nice and clean, and then I'll bring the band in. But um, it, it kind of depends. You know, some places I'll be like, well, it's it's kind of a nice room. I want to hear what the subs sound like. I want to hear what that sounds like first, and then I'll bring in vocals and all that because I already know it's kind of going to be, you know, just overall nice. If I, you, there's venues you go to, and you're like, yeah, these are the venues that people talk about. <laughs> so it just all depends
0: interesting so venues come with their own um
1: acoustics
0: acoustics that's what i was going for so every venue different uh, it's all different depending on like the size of it what it's made out of and all those things can affect the the sound waves
1: yep being inside outside rain or shine
0: (laughs) rain or shine everybody okay let's see we have a few more questions fans want to know will you be doing your own music album soon
1: um i am actually not my own but i'm um i'm in a band i play drums right now in a band that we're just we're called big feeling if you guys want to check us out on spotify we have uh, a wait, out. What? <laughs>
0: um wait you played the drums yeah, yeah when were you gonna tell me that when are we not gonna as good hear?
1: as or adam so don't don't even ask i'm not as good as those guys <laughs> But uh, yeah, I play the drums uh, in my band. We are called Big Feeling and we're working on our EP. And yeah, awesome. that's, I do plan on releasing some music. <laughs> that is
0: amazing. Thank you. So Nathan from Ayaterra is in the house. What is up, Nathan? We have just been Woo! talking all about you. Um, and how amazing you guys are, big shout out to you. Uh, You have a very special and amazing audio engineer Um, and thank you for getting him through everything that he needed help with and uh, we are blessed. We are very blessed. Big Feeling, thank you, Jessica, for dropping that link. Everybody go follow Big Feeling on Facebook. Go check them out on YouTube, Spotify, and all other streaming platforms. Uh, Nathan, Silver is the best f-o-h in the world and the best human i've ever met i second that yes nathan that is (laughs) true he is an amazing man um and we all feel the same about you you mom says you've been very talented since you were two another one says since the day you were born somebody wants to know if you wear boxers or briefs i don't know if that's appropriate
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wear briefs they're more comfortable i ain't about that whole loosey-goosey shit (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> awesome so let's talk a little bit about your mixing rig or what you mix
1: on uh i currently work on a midas m32 if anyone knows what that is it's a 40 channel digital console um really fun and easy to work with for beginner engineers and touring engineers it's versatile and you get take it anywhere and it's very, very strong. It's, it's. I've had mosh pits during an expendable show, and I've had that thing tipped during a Pacific route show. It fell to the floor. It's that thing is durable. <laughs> I vouch for Midas, and it's been awesome. Uh, it's a great board. I would love to work on some great pieces of gear. I mean, touring. There's so much consoles out there. So much great gear that I see and use and learning it. Makes me want more. I, I'm like, I want, <laughs> I want this next piece of gear. So good, but yeah, I use that. I use. Um, I've been recently messing with like outboard, like auto tune stuff like that off off of my Universal Audio Apollo. I just been running like ascend and return, so I can run some digital effects if I want to. It's kind of like the little rig I use live. Very simple, but it gets the job done. <laughs> I use three. Digital delay pedals, the uh, three um, RE20 pedals, if anyone's curious, two, um, two reverb pedals. I use a Hall of Fame and I use a Holy Grail reverb pedals for the dubs. Those are my dubs. That's my dubs section. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much
0: awesome. it. Um, awesome. Thank you all for being here with us. We appreciate it. Drop your questions in the comments. I've got to let Silver go in approximately 12 minutes because he has school. Um, but we're going to run through a few more of these questions. Um, Silver, thank you once again for hanging out with us. Um, let's see what, oh, this is a good question. If you could have a dinner party with any five musicians, alive or dead, who would they be and what would you serve?
1: Oh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> um... Honestly, right now, it'd probably just be with the five musicians would just probably be the Ayaterra family, because <laughs> I miss those guys right now. we oh, serve vegan mac and cheese and some, uh, I don't know, what What do you guys like again? What was it? They're eating vegan mac and cheese. They got some some weird stuff out there. <laughs> some those uh, vegan chick, little chicken nuggets. Little vegan chicken uh, nuggets. <laughs> Mama said-
0: Mama Orange says she's going cook.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Mama. We appreciate that. Everybody share this right now. We want to get this interview out into the world. Silver deserves nothing but the best. So let's do that for him right now. We love you, Silver. We really do. Uh, would you ever sell your soul? <laughs>
1: um, no.
0: <laughs> Perfect. I've considered
1: it. I've considered it but no <laughs> <laughs>
0: um perfect I was hoping you were gonna say that do you have a pet peeve in the audio field that you can share with us
1: yeah the only pet peeve I have is that uh, uh just be humble and quit trying to like one up everybody or just be like the guy the best guy I was like because we're all ultimately we're all there for the same reason right <clears throat> excuse me but like we all love music we all want it to sound great we all want to feel great we all want to do all these great things it's like if we do them together the more we do them together the less it's stressful the less problems happen and the more problems can be solved quicker so just kind of like my pet peeve is just the guys that aren't that way it's like the guys that are like either angry or just kind of stingy or their egos are so high up here that like they won't even teach you something that you're like you're like look man i i can learn or I've never done this before and I'm sure you learned at some point too right like just just be cool it's okay (laughs) I'm not here I'm not here to be better than you I'm here to do what you do because like I enjoy it just like you do and that's the only pet peeve I really have in what I do because music is so great and this industry is amazing for anyone that loves to work hard and if you're in it for the money then you're not in it for the right reasons and you're not you're not going to be happy (laughs) Gotta be in it for the love and the music.
0: Aww, Always. I love you so much. Uh, Nathan says silver equals no ego. You're a badass. We all love you. uh Oh, let's see. Jessica says the wire's getting wrapped wrong. You hate that.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I hate when people wrap my cables. <laughs> I'm like, ah, just put it back. Or like they'll wrap it, and I'll like be okay. They'll wrap it, and then I'll like turn around and I'll uncoil it and I'll rewrap it myself. <laughs> Um, but yeah i hate i hate bad cable wrapping if you're gonna be in this industry you gotta wrap a cable you gotta learn how to wrap cables
0: have you seen that meme where it's like it's like shows people's like mental states like by the way they wrap their cable and like some are like have you seen it like the ocd and then the ones that are just like mentally unstable like their cords are that's what my cords look like you would hate to like be on the oh road. Oh my god! I know it's I'm, awful. I'm, uh, it's like, <laughs> just send
1: them in a box in a in a COVID sanitized free box, and I'll uncoil them for you. Because that is like another passion of mine. It's like a weird, like, fetish is uncoiling cables. <laughs> no, no, no
0: have Silver um, uncoil your cables for a very yeah. low price of $19.99 plus shipping and handling. If you are interested in that, hit him up, slide into those DMs.
1: The link below. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh,
0: let's see, Lane Patterson, have you ever had to do the placebo gain? Monitors are max, but the talent demands more.
1: That is the best game. And yes, I play it all the time. And, and um, <laughs> I've actually, I've actually played it on Ayatera and I think I think we joked about it one time and I was like, I haven't even touched the board yet. And we would kinda we kinda joked about it back and forth, like, have you even done anything yet? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> or like they'll be like, Yeah, it sounds good. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's perfect. Didn't touch a thing, but let's go. As long as we keep moving forward, we're good. Oh. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Monitors, everything's peaking, and you're just like, God, if I go anymore, this show's ruined. <laughs>
0: Wow yeah I bet you have to um I mean I guess it just depends on the talent and you like you said there's like the bands that you work with you obviously like believe in them and you're very passionate um so I'm sure you filter out the people that you work with too um dependent on multiple things. Yeah. Nate says Please. don't rat me out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey bro I'm writing myself out <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right
1: I was, I was fake it sending you vocals this whole time I'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs>
0: do you have favorite mics plugins or DAW that you use
1: um yeah I use plenty I use lots of them uh I'm really liking right now I have the SSL 4000 uh, G bus I'm liking that I'm liking the, if anyone's used the Mog EQ4 for vocals or just to put on your submix for like a nice, rich and get that air, that nice like, ah, in your mix, like, or vocals. I swear, I already told my buddies, I told the Aya guys, I'm like, Mag4, baby, EQ4, that is the one. That's my, that's my go-to plugin is right now is like, okay. the EQ4. it's got that nice richness it doesn't it's not harsh eq it's really smooth i use the uh, fab filter eq pro q i use i use a bunch of stuff my favorite daw is pro tools all the way um yeah it's perfect for everything tracking recording or well, same thing mixing and mastering <laughs> um yeah i love pro tools i'm using focus right octo right now and Soon, hopefully, upgrading to the Universal Audio rack because that will just make my whole life amazing. So everything that sounds, all the sounds coming out of that thing will be beautiful. So yeah, that's that's my goal: is to get the Universal Audio Apollo rack, and that's kind of the gear I run here at the studio. I use SM7B vocal mic in here. My favorite vocal mic in the studio is a U47 Neumann or Telefunken. Sorry. But yes, fun little geeky, nerdy audio (laughs) talk.
0: So we have about five minutes before we got to get you going on the way because you have class. Um, But let's talk a little bit about how we can support you um, to, you know, do what you need to do. Do you have like a, how do we support you?
1: The best way to support me right now, is go like my studio page share tell your people if anyone wants to record mix master or What's any live audio needs uh silver studios california like silver studios ca it's, it's on facebook instagram um i do live events i'm doing socially distance, like um like been not been i did one church event so like i'm, I'm helping like the churches if they need any help with audio stuff and yeah just share 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 just like everyone's doing right now is helping and sharing each other's stuff and spreading the word and just brotherhood everybody be family (laughs) reggae community has been great and it's been such an awesome thing so just the whole family love and peace unity it's all great so that's how you can support me just keep being great
0: Awesome. This is such a great, I've had such a good time with you tonight. Thank you once again. Thank you all of you at home that have joined in tonight to chat with me and Silver. If you guys join late, this will be available. When we're done, you guys can go back and rewatch the whole video. It's been an amazing hour. Um, Just talking to one of the most humble audio engineers in the genre of Cali, roots, rock, reggae. Thank you, Silver. It's been such a blessing having you with uh, me tonight. And um, I just appreciate you and everything that you do.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been great.
0: <laughs> um, Super
1: nervous. Awesome. No,
0: you did great. You were so amazing. And you gave us a ton of information, a ton of knowledge. Before we go, one last question. Do you have advice for people who are wanting to break into the
1: field? Um, the only piece of advice is just go crush it, man. Just be willing to work, be willing be willing to learn, be willing to experience new things. Never say no. If an artist wants something and you can't do it, you figure out the best way to make something similar happen, <laughs> just crush it. Just go do it and don't look back because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of roadblocks in this kind of stuff. And you just got to be courageous. <laughs> You gotta be strong just keep going
0: wow i think i
1: manifest
0: i think a lot of people are going to find a lot of inspiration and motivation from your story i know i'm very motivated i didn't even know your whole story and like i'm just my mind's blown i love you so much thank you so much for your time i'm going to drop all your links in the comment section so everybody can go out and support you everybody at home make sure you go and support silver support his projects Um, Support Ayaterra, The Expendables. Um, We're all in this together. You guys stay kind. You never know the battles that people are facing within. Um, I love you, Silver. I hope that you come visit me soon in Santa Cruz. (laughs)
1: We'll have to set up a show or something. Let's get it going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm so down. Have a good time at school. I will talk to you again soon.
1: Yes, thank you. Have a good one.
0: Bye. Bye, everybody.